Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. And we're on. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Lori. I'm the mom. What's up, girl? What's going on? Oh, you know, we tried a new brand of claws today. We did. I call every alcoholic seltzer claws. Do you do that? I just, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Fizzies. Fizzies. Yeah, you just call it fizzy. Spiked fizzies. <laughs> Spiked fizzy. <laughs> this is San Juan seltzer, mm-hmm. and it's made in the Pacific Northwest. And let me tell you. It's good. They're really good. The one you're drinking is called Sex on the Peach. Yeah, and yours is juniper, which is mm-hmm. yummy. Yeah, we know I love gin, so obviously yes. I'm a fan of the juniper flavor. That's right, that's right. So, you know, I'm just relaxing and having a little sippy sip. Having a little beverage. Yeah. We need it for this episode, girl. Oh, no. Oh, we no. Do. Why? Yeah, I'm not telling. Oh, God. We'll talk about oh, it. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I have something good to talk about first. Do you? Yes, and I kept it from you, which is really difficult. Yeah. Because we don't keep anything from each other. Dude, I didn't tell you something for like two days, and I finally told you the other day, and you were like, you kept something from me for two days? I know, you were like right. devastated. I know, right. And it was like something really. It was too, I bought something and uh, didn't tell her. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right. How dare you? She acted like our relationship was <laughs> over right then and there. Okay. So there's this website called Astro Charts, mm-hmm. and I've, I've been familiar with it for a long time. Okay. Astro dash charts okay okay and you can go on there right and you can plug in your big three okay okay we've talked about this many times your sun your moon your rising Mm -hmm. if you don't know what we're talking about go listen to our astrology episode from Mm -hmm. a while back Mm -hmm. and you can see what celebrities have the same big three as you oh my god oh my god I'm so excited are you (laughs) yeah oh my gosh because all three of us have like someone big yeah yes is it someone that we like that we're like simpatico with i think it's kind of cool yeah it's unexpected Ooh, but I'm cool excited. so okay. i want everyone to go and do this of course i saw this on tiktok i'm not even gonna act like i didn't fucking see it right so are you ready yes first i'm gonna tell you the big two so the okay. sun and the moon okay because there were a bunch of those okay and then i'm going to reveal who, who our big three is who has the same that Who's means all three all three That's sun moon match. and rising okay are you ready That's yeah fun all right we're gonna start with fact check jake Okay. Okay. He is a Gemini sun, Aquarius moon. Oh, that combo. Are you kidding me? I'm drooling. Um, And a Leo rising. Yes. Wow, babe, you're a stud. You are. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the people that match his big two. So Gemini sun, Aquarius moon. Okay. Morgan Freeman. Nice. Gene Wilder. (gasps) Prince. What? Prince. And are you ready for this? Sir Arthur motherfucking Conan Doyle. (laughs) (laughs) If that motherfucker... (laughs) Weasels his way into one more episode. I'm gonna riot. <laughs> that is so funny. Isn't that crazy? I saw that and I was like, you motherfucker. So That's hilarious. I think that that was cool. That's but Prince, so babe, Prince. you have like. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that's hot. Okay. You got some good folks there. You got some good folks. Wow. Are you ready for his big three reveal? Yes. So all three, sun, moon, and rising match. 
Yes. Marilyn Monroe. <gasps> Jacob. Jake, you're going to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I just oh. want to be wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. Um, how cool is that? That is super. Marilyn Monroe. Wow. That's awesome. I told him that, and he was like, does that mean like that my skirt's going to fly up? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what yeah. it means. Over the grate. <laughs> I burped. Did you hear that? Did I you did. hear I that? I did, and so did everybody else, but that's all right. I was so excited about the Marilyn Monroe thing <laughs> that I just let it rip. <laughs> okay. All right, now I'm going to do mine. Okay. I'm saving yours for last Are because, you? yeah, I think you'll be excited. Will I? Okay, I'm an Aquarius sun, Aries moon, and Aries rising. Mm-hmm. I know that's a lot of Aries we don't like to talk about it. It's a lot of Aries. I'm just kidding. I actually love to talk you about love it. You love your Aries. It's very exciting. Yeah. I do. Okay. My big two matches. Yeah. So sun and moon. Michael C. Hall. Dexter. What? Fun. Hello. I know. And six feet under. I know. Ready? Kathy and Jimmy. <gasps> what? You love Kathy and Jimmy. I love Kathy and Jimmy. It makes sense because right? she's me. No. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Oh, what? Oh, that's awesome. And I love him too. Here's my favorite. Joe Pesci. <gasps> Joe Pesci. Does that not make oh, complete so much sense? sense? Complete sense. Like, I kind of am Joe Pesci. Yeah, you're you... probably the same height. <laughs> okay, watch the fuck out. Watch it. Are you ready for my big three reveal? Yes. Okay. Chris Rock. Oh my gosh. Is this fun? That's so cool. Like, I'm kind of. Yes, I'm you like have kind of like, amazed. You have that like sarcasm that he has. I really do. That's yeah. what I'm like. Damn it! I should have been a comedian. Yes, you I could have made it. Joe Pesci and Chris Rock, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what you're what you're well, hearing is that I'm funny as hell. <laughs> when you think of Joe Pesci in all of his roles, you've got the swearing down. I've got the spice <laughs> and I've got the swearing. You got it down. Oh my god! Should I be Joe Pesci for Halloween? Oh my god! You should. <laughs> oh my god! I'm going to. The last thing we saw him in was The Irishman, and he did an excellent job. He did. I love Joe Pesci, and I don't want to hear anything about it. I love him. And fa- yeah. we're apparently simpatico. My favorite Goodfellas. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Funny how. <laughs> okay, are you ready for yours? Yes. All right. If you don't know, Lore is a Virgo sun, of course. Aries moon and Libra rising. Yes. Okay, are you ready for your big two matches? So sun yes. and moon. Okay. Alexis Bledel. Oh, cute. For- from, From the Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. Cute. Cute. George R.R. R. Martin. George R.R. R. Martin, the Beatles producer? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's George R.R. R. Martin? He wrote Game of Thrones. Oh, well, hell, I've never even watched that. <laughs> that took an unexpected turn. Wasn't it George Martin that produced Beatles? Wasn't he the Beatles manager? It's the R.R. that's important there. <laughs> it's a double R. <laughs> oh shit yeah. alright we're gonna breeze past it because some people will be very okay. ashamed Game of Thrones I've never watched it I haven't either okay, we so, really yeah, should there you go here, it's on the list here's a good one redeem yourself okay Bernie Sanders <gasps> I love Bernie Sanders <laughs> we love oh Bernie Sanders he's the cutest thing in the world I love him I know it makes total sense you've, you've got kind of the same vibe going on <laughs> <laughs> Are I you do. ready for I your do. big three match? My big reveal. I'm hoping you know who this is. Oh my gosh. After the George RR, I'm a little concerned. Okay, ready? Yeah. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. He's um <laughs> he writes music, right? <laughs> what? Wow, this really went. 
just went bad. Yeah, he writes music. You could say he writes music. <laughs> Soundtracks, right? Scores. What? <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. Jake, please tell her. Hans Zimmer is a composer. He wrote um, the original score to The Lion King. I the, said score. Yeah, The Ring. He did the music for The Holiday. Um, oh, yeah, I know that one. Inception. <laughs> That's what got you. The Holiday. The Holiday, yeah. Hans Zimmer, talented guy. <laughs> oh, no. This is hey, so I'm, funny. I'm excited with my I saw my that picks. and I was like, she's going to be so excited. <laughs> she didn't even know what the fuck I was talking about. I knew he was musically inclined. But you've got really talented people I here. Some talented point. people. Bernie Sanders is the best. <laughs> that's what got you is burn. Feel the yeah, burn. I'm feeling the burn. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. So that's I just thought I would share that with everyone. You know who else loves Bernie Sanders? John Cusack. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> Right there. <laughs> nice way to work that in. <laughs> She's really trying to get to John. I am. I wonder if he thatches roofs. <laughs> Do you think he's he interested? Is, he's Irish. Okay. Well, well you've got you go. a chance. You've got a chance. <laughs> so I am dying to know, like, please, if you, you know, follow us on social media, go to astro dot, no, astro dash charts dot com. A dot, not a dash. A dash, not a dot. <laughs> a dash, not a dot. <laughs> And type yours in because I, I want to know. I want to hear. I want to hear I feel who like your it, matches are. I feel like it says so much about you. I thought you were going to tell me Chad Michael Murray. Are you kidding? Would you have been more happy with Chad Michael no, Murray? No, but I know we have the same birthday. Yeah. So I thought maybe, you know. He's not the big three. I'm so sorry. Not the big you, three. You got Hans. Hans. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> I'm thrilled with the that. The famous soundtrack producer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, now if he did the score to Game of Thrones, I would have been in big trouble. <laughs> that would have really fucking sucked. Oh, God. We've got some some learning to do on the George R.R. front. Okay. Before we move on, guess yes. what? What? We have two patrons to thank. Two, two new patrons. Oh, my God. So wonderful. We've got Kylie. And we've got Rachel. Yay. Welcome, Thank guys. Thank you for joining the fam. We're so Thank excited. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, you'll get all kinds of exclusive content. It'll be linked in the show notes. Please go check it out. Including these two mugs right here. Yeah. You get to see these faces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just <laughs> all day, every day on your Patreon. People nice. are probably like, oh, God, no, I'm no, I'm not going to sign up. Right. All right, are you ready for me to jump in? Because this is going to be a doozy. Is, oh, mine's a doozy. Okay, you You're go. scaring me. Stop that. Right? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I am doing The Wicker Man. <gasps> now, here is another reason to follow us on social media. Shameless yeah. plug. I put on Instagram mm-hmm. a poll. Mm-hmm. Would you rather me do the original mm-hmm. or would you rather me do <laughs> the Nicolas Cage remake? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. want to take a guess which one won? Nicholas Courage. Nicholas Courage. <laughs> he won, man. I would have gone for the Scottish version. A lot. It was close. It was, was a it? close call, but mm. the 2006 remake won. Okay. So it was originally made in 1973. It was a British film by the same name, but we are covering the 2006 horror slash mystery. Okay. Okay, here's the cast. Nicholas Courage. <laughs> Nicholas. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Nicholas Courage. Side note, there was this website a while back, and I hope to God it still exists, where, like, people just pasted Nicolas Cage's face yes. on random photos. Yeah, and you have it on a coffee mug, and every time I open the cupboard, <laughs> it scares the living <laughs> shit out of me. 
I don't know how we found it. I don't know. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. Poor Nicolas Cage. Okay. <laughs> he plays Edward Mall- Mollis. Okay. I just watched this last night. You'd think mm-hmm. I would have retained how yeah. to say that last name. I don't. I don't know. Okay. We have Kate Behan as Sister Willow. Okay. Lily Sobieski. Oh, we love her. We love her as Sister Honey. Francis Conroy. Oh, we love her. We love her as Dr. Moss. Erica Shea Gare as Rowan. And Ellen Burstyn as Sister Summers Isle. Mm, Ellen Burstyn. Mm-hmm. Do I know who that is? She looked familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's the rundown. It's going to be a doozy. Do it. Okay. Edward. Nurkulish Kirch. I've gurgled. Did you gurgle this time? <clears throat> I did. Oh my God. You always pointed out that I do it. I and know. So. This time I did it. Okay. Okay. Nicholas Kirch. I hope everyone Go. heard it and I hope that they call you know, me on shove it. Shove it in your face. Okay. Edward mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage is a tough guy California police officer who wears a bulky leather jacket and rides a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to. It's important to note that he wears a bulky leather jacket. I'm going to just tell you the truth. Jake helped me write these notes last night. Uh-huh. So you're going to get the perspective of this movie from Fact Check Jake's <laughs> point of view. Okay. I like details. <laughs> See? Yeah, he See? really wanted you to know. Mm-hmm. That he wore a bulky leather jacket. Uh, see, and you know what, Jake? I appreciate that. It paints a picture. It paints a picture in my mind. Oh, this is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> he pulls over a woman and her daughter after the girl throws her doll out of the window. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he pulls them over and he's like, what the fuck? Because he picks up the doll. Yeah. Okay. It's actually pretty badass. He's riding his motorcycle and he like swoops up the doll. Mm, nice. He's like, All I right. fucking got it. He goes to return the doll to the girl. And she promptly, this is how you know Jake wrote, I would never use the Mm -hmm. word promptly. 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 So smart. Okay. She promptly throws it across the street. You'd be like, she fucking threw it across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Like Joe Pesci. She fucking threw that fucking thing across the street. (laughs) So eloquently said. Uh, Yes, exactly. Okay. So he goes to retrieve the doll again when the car is suddenly crushed by a semi truck. Oh my goodness. And it bursts into flames. Wow. It took a turn real quick. They're going, you know, right out the gate there. They're going for it. The car explodes as Edward tries to save the girl, uh, but he is blasted back and knocked unconscious. Mm. Okay. However, no bodies are recovered from the vehicle Mm. after the accident. That's odd. Mysterious. It is very odd. Uh, So flash forward a bit. Edward is having a hard time. He keeps seeing, you know, the accident play out in his head, and he has to take pills to cope with the trauma Mm -hmm. of that accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he receives a mysterious letter from his ex-fiance, Willow, informing him that her daughter has gone missing. Oh, geez. And she's asking for his help. She lives on an island in Puget Sound in Washington State. Hello. Hello. Called Summer's Isle. Wonder if it's real. Did you look it no, up? No, it's not real. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think say, you'd can want we to go there. I All don't right. think you'd want to. Oh, okay. Um, he makes his way there and finds that the island is populated almost exclusively by women. Hmm. You're like that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your face. You're like, <laughs> what's wrong with that? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, the few men that are on the island seem to be workers or servants, and none of them speak. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
Okay, later on, Edward peeks in on a little town meeting that is going on in the tavern where he is staying. Okay. Okay, and he hears the barmaiden say, make sure you're ready for the day of tomorrow, the time of death and rebirth. Uh, two old twins that she's talking to answer in unison, yes, of the wicker man's return. It's very creepy. Mm -hmm. uh, later on, Edward goes to the schoolhouse to investigate Rowan's disappearance, right? So he's going, he went to this island to meet up with his ex-fiance, and he's trying to find her daughter, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. But everyone in the town is acting like she just didn't exist. They're like, we don't know this girl. He has a picture, and he's flashing it, and they're like, we've never seen her before. She she doesn't go here. <laughs> okay. She doesn't belong, she doesn't belong here. here. So he goes to the schoolhouse to mm -hmm. see if she, because there's only one school. Okay. okay. Uh, the teachers and students, again, act like they have no idea who Rowan is, but the teacher finally caves and says that she is dead, that Rowan has died. And when he asks her how Rowan died, the teacher responds, she'll burn to death. Like, what? she will burn to death. And he okay. says, what? And she says, she burned to death and corrects herself. Uh, so something, there are games afoot. There are games afoot. Edward then goes to see Dr. Moss, Frances Conroy. Oh, we love her. She's such a great actress. Who happens to be reading through a book called Rituals of the Ancients. <laughs> Dude, this is, get. That just happens to be on my. <laughs> She's like, this is my coffee table book, Rituals of the Fucking Ancients. And it's like massive. She's like, don't mind me. Uh, so uh, he waits until she leaves the house and he breaks in so he can get so a peek can, at the book. So he can read the book. So he can flip through this yeah. casual read, uh, which happens to be all about ritual sacrifices for fertility and a guaranteed successful harvest. Uh-oh. Sounds like a harvest festival <laughs> ritual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking very Midsommar. Midsommar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. Okay, he then goes to see Sister Summer's Isle because he keeps, he, everyone's telling him, what? Winterland. No. <laughs> what? Summer's Isle, Winterland. Oh my God, get a grip. <laughs> get, a, get it together. Uh, everyone keeps telling him that Sister Summer's Isle is like the leader okay. of the town and he can't speak to her because she's like royalty. Okay, so finally he's like, fuck that. And he she goes, like the mayor or? She's the leader, okay? Okay. Um, I don't think they have mayors in this town. Oh, okay. Um, so finally he's like, no, no, I'm going to go speak to her because something is amok. Mm -hmm. um, she tells him that she is the earthly representative of the great mother goddess who rules over this island. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. She describes herself as the spiritual heart of their colony. So this is a good time to mention that there are a lot of bee references here there's bees everywhere okay beekeepers mm. there are a lot of things shaped like you know honeycombs and okay. hives and wouldn't you know it nicholas cage is allergic to fucking bees you and he, are he has to carry it he has to carry an at b pen at b pen at b pen so, so they don't get sued <laughs> at the b pen so basically what you're saying is she's the queen bee she's the queen bee okay. yes mm -hmm. and she rules over the hive Okay. Gotcha. She explains that her Celtic ancestors all the way back rebelled against the suppression of the feminine. Mm. So in the late 17th century, they fled to the New World, settling near Salem. Obviously, that did not work out. Mm -hmm. They started to migrate westward uh, till in the 1850s, her great-great-grandmother settled on Summer's Isle. 
Nice. Okay. okay. She says specifically, because he's like, what about the men? And she says, oh, we love our men. We're just not subservient to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, go off, girl. <laughs> yes, go. Sister Summer's Isle. <laughs> Um, she then gives Edward permission to dig up Rowan's grave. That's why he went to see her, A, to see what's up, and B, he wanted to exhume Mm -hmm. her supposed grave. Okay. When he goes to do so, Mm -hmm. all he finds is a burnt-up baby doll. No Rowan, no coffin, she's not in there. Okay. Okay, so he realizes some shit is going on, and it's about to go down. Yeah, you have not brought up, like, has he seen the ex-fiance? Has she... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's also acting weird. Everyone in this town is just acting weird. Okay. Basically. Um, there's some questionable acting. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. All <laughs> okay. right. Enough said. Yeah. You, you got me. Mm-hmm. So he starts knocking on everyone's door, trying to bust in to find Rowan. Yeah. Because he's like, you guys are messing yeah. with me. Okay. You're hiding her somewhere. Right. Um, but the town is beginning to gather. Uh For this festival. And they're Uh all wearing masks, animal masks that are actually really pretty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Like some are bunnies and deer Uh, and, you know. Um, Edward Mm -hmm. finds a bear costume after he kicks the shit out of someone. Okay. Just happens to be laying there. No, he beats the shit out of someone and takes it. Okay. (laughs) He's like, Um, He's a badass cop, remember? Right. Leather jacket. Leather jacket, right. Um, and he attempts to infiltrate the crowd as the ritual begins. Okay. He even finds his ex-fiance and he's like, come on, like, you got to escape with me. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it here. I love it here. We finally see Rowan, little okay. Rowan, who is tied to a tree. They're making it look like she is going to be the sacrifice for this ritual. Is she tied to a Rowan tree? I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> Just let me get through it, Okay, girl. go, go. Maintain your shit. I know there's lots of plant references. You can do it. Yes, yes. Edward goes to release her from the tree, and they run off into the woods together, okay, while the town Mm -hmm. is, like, pretending to chase them. They're buzzing. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Someone help me. SOS. (laughs) I'm in rare form today. Yes, the bees are buzzing. I love it. Rowan runs off ahead of him. Mm Mm-hmm. And runs into a clearing where the town has gathered, and she runs back in to her mother's arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. they all explain to Edward that basically they played him like a fiddle, right? Okay, right. and that they all wrote the letter. It wasn't just from the ex-fiance. The town wrote it together in order to trick him into visiting. Okay, yeah, the island. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a sacrifice, right? Did I give yeah. it up? <laughs> yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> no. Yes, uh, we're getting right there. Okay. Uh, Willow is Sister Summer's Isles, Sister Summer's Isles' daughter. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of right. S's in there. A lot of trees floating around here. Yes. Uh, they plotted on Edward for years. So basically his fate was sealed when him and Willow met. It is revealed that Rowan is Nicolas Cage's daughter. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, uh, plot twist. Mm-hmm. So the sacrifice needs to be someone kind of like in their bloodline but not really okay and so since rowan is his daughter dispensable yes yes Yes. disposable disposable i like that what you were looking for i think that was the word i was going nailed it either way (laughs) i I saw where you were going oh my gosh okay so the town traps him breaks his legs all fucking annie wilkie style from misery Misery? like it's bad it's bad wow um they put a helmet on him and fill it with bees. With his leather jacket. And, and, <laughs> the 
leather jacket has gone missing at this point. This is where the meme comes in. Okay. I know you've had to have yeah. seen that meme. He's like, not the bees, not the bees. I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous. Oh, oh yeah. Because he's allergic. Because he's allergic to bees. So where's his at bee pen? He doesn't have it. They toss it out. <laughs> um, so then he like passes out mm-hmm. and they put him in this giant wicker statue that is shaped like a man. Mm-hmm. And they chant, the drone must die. Mm. And they light the wicker statue on fire. Does Nicholas Courage not make it? Nicholas Courage <laughs> doesn't make it out alive. What? Oh, my God. How's that happen? I know. He's the star of the show. Damn it. He had a leather jacket. Holy oh my shit. Gosh. Okay, so six months later. I didn't see that coming. Did I just shot? I know your eyes are like, what the fuck? Six months later. James Franco makes an appearance. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. James Franco and his friend are chilling at a bar when uh, he meets and is promptly seduced by none other than Willow, Willow. and Lily Sobieski, Sister Honey, uh. seduces his friend. So now they're they're plotting their next sacrifice. Okay. See what's going uh-huh, on here. Uh-huh. That is the Wicker Man. <laughs> Wow. The remake. The remake. The remake. Because while the stories, so I'm not going to talk about the original uh, because I think I could do it again. Yeah. Because there are enough differences where it could be a whole nother episode. A whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, I'll just touch on the differences quickly. In the original, it is Lord Summer's Isle, mm. not Sister. And it's men, it's hey. mainly men. Interesting. interesting. So in that regard, I kind of was like, all right, that's kind of interesting. Yes. Um, and then there are some other things like the Nicolas Cage character. You know, the yeah. main guy is really religious. And so okay. they, they work that into it. Okay. And it takes place in the 70s. So it's yeah. very like the imagery is very cool yeah. in the original. So yeah. I would suggest watching both. To be completely honest, I saw this one, this remake. Right. So what did I say? 2006. I saw yeah. it in the theater mm-hmm. with like all of my friends. Yeah. And I thought it was garbage. Yeah. I thought it was absolute trash. Yeah. So when this one won. Come, on yeah, the poll, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, this movie sucks. And it gets, like, in the horror community, it's just ripped to it shreds. It thrashed. I did not think it was that bad. Okay. I actually thought it was, it was okay. So, upon the revisitation. I kind of liked it. I mean, there were some ridiculous, it was kind of ridiculous yeah. in some ways. But overall, I did not think it, it deserves the bad rap that it's getting. Okay. All right. Okay, but let's get to our lesson. Let's do it. And that is, what is a wicker man? What is a wicker man? Okay, a wicker man is defined as a large wicker statue of a human allegedly used by the druids. Okay. Allegedly is important here. Okay. I'm going to define druids mm-hmm. just in case because I we haven't touched on this, which we should. I think we covered it in something. I think we like touched Touch on it a real, bit. Real briefly. We should like cover it as oh, a yeah. whole topic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but druids are high-ranking members of the ancient Celtic Religion yes. is how I, they are defined. We covered it slightly in Mist of Avalon because mm. Merlin was a druid. You're right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So we just mm. need to go into that a yeah, little yeah. more. Okay. So again, allegedly mm-hmm. is important here. So apparently Julius Caesar wrote about a Celtic ritual back in the day. Okay. In which they used a wicker man to perform a human sacrifice. Okay. Okay. Other than this, though, there is not much, like, scholarly information about 
wicker men. Okay. Um, so this is often disputed mm-hmm. and people think that Julius Caesar was just like, it was just kind of like a rumor. He was like fabricating. Okay. Okay. Um, I found this article titled the truth about wicker men by Nimway Brown. Okay. And basically it lays down how it would have been really difficult to actually use a wicker man. So if you Google mm-hmm. wicker man, I mean, mm-hmm. these statues are huge. Huge. Okay. And in yeah. the movie, it's exactly like, you know, it, it's like this giant statue okay. uh, made of twigs and branches. Yeah. So uh, they were saying that because it was wicker, it would lose its structure really quickly as soon as it was set on fire, mm-hmm. which would let the sacrifice free. Escape. They could escape, escape very easily. Yeah. Maybe burnt a, a good bit. They might have a little, yeah, <laughs> a little, you know, Sing, singeing, <laughs> little crispy phalange or something. But they could eventually yeah. escape. Okay, so it's kind of thought to be like, mm-hmm. no, this didn't mm-hmm. really happen. At least they didn't put human sacrifices yeah. in there. Okay, yeah. Now the modern image of a wicker man seems to have stemmed from an 18th century illustration in the book A Tour of Wales by Thomas Pennant. And this is this large statue Mm -hmm. that I'm talking about. The illustration shows a large mannish figure made of sticks, etc., with people inside of it about to be set on fire. Oh, wow. So that's where we're thinking this came in. Okay. It is believed that that specific illustration is what inspired the original 1973 film. Okay. And then the remake. Because it looks like what they use in the movie looks exactly like this illustration if you Google it. Yeah. That's fascinating. There are some accounts of modern day wicker man type festivals. Um, Obviously, no human sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. did come across something. I'm not really familiar with Burning Man. So I don't uh, really know, but apparently this is yeah. maybe something that happens at Burning Man and, and mm-hmm, the whoever mm-hmm. started it said that yeah. they were inspired okay. by the original the Wicker, Man. Wicker Man. Okay. Minus the human sacrifice. Ma- again. Minus. Yes. <laughs> sacrifice Minus the human sacrifice. Sacrifice is optional. <laughs> I should say that like 19 <laughs> times throughout this. No humans were harmed at Burning Man. In the making of this film. Oh my gosh. Okay, so a statue of Wicker... Some intricate, some not, can be burned in celebrations. Okay. Okay. I did find some sources saying that it is sometimes burned for Mabin, Mm -hmm. which is a harvest festival. We can go into that at another time. Um, And other sources saying that it is sometimes burned for Beltane. Yeah. Which in this movie, Mm -hmm. in the remake, this all happens on May 1st. Oh, so, so Beltane, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it would have been mm-hmm. more of a Beltane thing. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find a lot of sources that, like, actually confirmed that, so I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I know fire is a big yeah. thing in a lot of these celebrations, but right. as far as the, like, giant statues, yeah. like Wicker Men, yeah. couldn't find too, too yeah. much. Yeah, Beltane is the fire festival. Correct. Um, yeah. Um. So that's pretty much my lesson there. Um, I have some side notes. I love it. I do, like I said, I did enjoy kind of the script flip from the original of mm-hmm. the men to women. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against, you know, yeah, men or anything, absolutely. but you don't see that yeah. too, too often. So I thought that that was kind of cool and how right. she talked about, you know, yeah. the feminine and yeah. that was very interesting. 
Um, a lot of bee symbolism, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. I try. Yeah. I was going to originally do my lesson on like bees mm-hmm. and the symbolism of bees, but yeah. there wasn't too too much. It was basically just like the hive mentality. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like all working together yeah. for one goal. Um, but really, really neat. Obviously, a lot of ties to Beltane. Like I just said, May first was mentioned. Okay. Very springy slash summery Mm -hmm. very bright colors lots of flowers Mm -hmm. very very similar to midsummer okay so you said this yes so we talked about midsummer a while back like at the very beginning and i love that movie yeah i love it but (laughs) there are some you know i was like oh did you maybe like bite that off a little bit like really yeah i guess uh the guy who wrote Midsummer said that he was inspired by Wicker Man. Okay. You can definitely tell. That's okay. all I'll say there. All right. Um, everyone in Summer's Isle is named after a plant or tree, which yes. I know you were dying yes. to say. I was chomping at the bit. Rowan, yeah. willow, yeah. or like something natural, honey. Mm-hmm. Their big thing on the island was their honey crop. Yeah. So, yeah. Again. Well, it's not like the rowan and the willow. I mean, mm-hmm. those are all trees that and the go wheel with the of, witch's wheel. I know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really cool. I You can definitely tell that they did a little bit of research, mm-hmm. um, which is, of course, always neat. We like to see that. Yeah. Here's my last little <laughs> jab. Okay. okay. The font that was used in the opening credits of this film oh, was really? papyrus. Was it? Yeah. Do you know what papyrus font is? I don't. <laughs> it is one of the, like... Hardest Simpli- to read. Oh, simple. No, it is such a simple font in okay. Microsoft Word <laughs> that it's like I cannot believe a big budget film. Like, really Was it big budget? I mean, it had Nicolas Cage in it. Well, that's true. That's it had true. to have been kind of yeah. big. And I'm like, yeah. you're using papyrus. I don't know. And you notice that I said it right this time. You did. You last did. Last time I said papyrus. Papyrus, because that's what I thought it was. We're moving on up. I have educated you myself. You have. So that is The Wicker Man 2006. Interesting. Well, I have to be quite honest. I've seen neither of these. Yeah. So I'm interested. And I sat with you while you watched the trailers for both, mm-hmm. and they both looked a little pretty intriguing. So I'm, I'm interested to check them both out. Yeah. I mean, as someone who really enjoys, like, 70s aesthetic, mm-hmm. the original is very, very cool in that mm-hmm. regard. And it's known for being one of the first horror movies to kind of, like, put that juxtaposition of scary and horror with Mm -hmm. like this bright vibrant image like midsummer okay Okay, you know what i mean yeah so it's known like it has solidified its place in the horror community this remake it was 2006 you can't be too mad i didn't think it was too bad i think there were some cool elements it was kind of spooky like we watched Mm -hmm. it at night and i was kind of like oh i'm a little scared scared so i think both are worth a watch okay yeah i'm gonna check them out we have the original on vhs so we can watch it anytime yeah cool so there you go. That is the Wicker awesome. Man. I love it. Woop woop. I love it. Nerkler's Courage. Nerkler's Courage. Way to go. That coffee mug that we have is terrifying. I'm yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty great. It's just a close up of his face on a coffee mug. I don't know it's why. It's like spread out. His <laughs> eyes are like spread out. His eyes are like bulging. They look. I know you weird. love it. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. All right. You're up to bat. Am I up to bat? Yeah. All right. So, do you know what I'm talking about today? No. Okay, so 
I was, I, you know, I did ask you if you thought maybe would be too soon for me to do yet another Supernatural episode. I think it's never too soon. You love Supernatural. I do love Supernatural. And I wanted to talk about something that is, so remember last week when we said sometimes you just need an easy topic. Yeah. And you just need to, you know, go with it. Well... That is not this week's topic, oh, my no, friend. Oh, no, Lord. So I brought in the Supernatural episode to make light of a, of a serious topic to talk about. Okay. And I'm doing season three, episode nine, which aired January 31st in 2008, and it's titled The Malleus Maleficarum. Okay. Okay. I'm scared. So, you have me nervous. <laughs> do I have you nervous? Yeah. Okay. So here is... The episode. Okay. Okay. After arriving home from a party, Janet Dutton starts brushing her teeth. Hey, there's horror right there. Oh my gosh, it's your worst nightmare. I know, right? Um, and her teeth start falling out. Ew, I have <laughs> dreams like that all Do the you? time. Do yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, you should look that up in the dream book. And see I already what that means. have. It means that I'm insecure, okay? You didn't have to bring it up. I was going to say that, but I didn't. Don't expose me. <laughs> I expose myself. You just expose yourself. <laughs> all right, so she's brushing her teeth, and her teeth start falling out. It's really gross. And she calls <laughs> for her husband, Paul, and he comes up to find her dead on the floor and uh-huh. toothless. That was quick. <laughs> And toothless. And toothless. Let's just <laughs> let's just get that out there. Um, so posing as investigators mm-hmm. for the CDC, Detective Bachman and Turner. <laughs> Bachman Turner overdrive. overdrive. <laughs> We're taking care of business. <laughs> and you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. But so Dean gets the inkling that Paul is hiding something. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Sam finds a hex back back. A hex bag. A hex bag. Hidden in the bathroom. If you don't know what supernatural is, oh yeah, we've talked Maybe about it a lot. Have, I guess yeah. you didn't give the rundown. They didn't hunt I, spooky things. They hunk, hunk. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip right there. Hey, they're hunky. She and has a crush on both of them. Let's be no. Real. You know I love Jim Beaver. Oh okay. my god, okay. I do. I love him. All right. So again, Sam claims this is some old world black magic okay. involving witches, warts and all. Oh, Dean, shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, that was Sam. Sam! Dean says he hates witches because they're always spewing bodily fluids, which is downright unsanitary. Right? Okay. Which is weird. (laughs) I just had to bring that That up. That is weird. So that night, Amanda, new person, casts a spell. (laughs) Okay. Of course, in her sexy black nightie. I always cast spells in my sexy black lingerie. Right? Yes. I mean... You know, I wouldn't dream. I wouldn't dream of doing it in anything else. <laughs> well, she's casting the spell on Paul. You know, Janet's husband, the one that was brushing her teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you're still upset about it. Yeah, I can see. And he happens to be sitting in his car, mm-hmm. listening to the radio and enjoying a burger. <laughs> after after he just found his wife dead on the floor, he seems pretty chill about it. All right, <laughs> no, he's like. Hey, yeah, Maybe he's happy. Good, I don't know. Good tune. Uh, suddenly we hear, I put a spell on you Come on the radio by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Oh, that's is, a great version. That's a great version. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paul starts choking on his burger. God damn it. <laughs> Sam and Dean come to the rescue, finding a hex bag stashed in the car, and they save Paul. Nice. And he admits that he was having an affair with Amanda. Uh, Paul, right? keep it in your pants. <laughs> Now, now your wife is toothless and dead. You brought this upon yourself. You did. You did. 
So meanwhile, back in Amanda's place, (laughs) she's being attacked by some mysterious force and she ends up dead. Oh, okay. Well, that that turned quickly, right? Uh, So Sam and Dean go to investigate and they happen upon a neighbor tending her garden. (laughs) And Sam states, you must have a green thumb to get these herbs to grow out of season like this. (laughs) You. And I'm like... (laughs) You and Sam are the exact same person. (laughs) So clearly she's a witch. And in the garden is growing belladonna, mandrake, and wolfsbane. All of the witch's herbs. All of the witch's herbs. They know they're onto something. Right? Cut to the gardener that we just saw. She's at book club with two other ladies. Okay. But it's not really a book club. As the husband states as he's leaving, no one ever brings a book here. Oh. So, you know, what are right, they doing? Right. They're casting some spells. In sexually lingerie. In sexually lingerie. No, it's like soccer mom pants. Oh, and- oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so to make a long story very short, after some other scenarios, Dean claims that it's time to burn witch burn and states that they can take care of a few kitchen witches. Oh, 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 okay. We know what that means because you just talked about it. (laughs) You're welcome. Although one of the witches, Tammy, (laughs) Tammy is really a demon. Oh. And she refers to the other two witches as whores. Oh. Now I say that because it's going to be important in my lesson. Okay. I was going to say I've never heard you use that word before. I do not approve of that word. Ugh. It is a nasty word. It's a nasty word. Um... And that they are only there to serve demons, Hmm. witches. Oh, okay. Sam and Dean save the day, but not before Tammy kills the other two. Cut scene, the end. Wow, okay. Okay. Tammy for the win. Tammy for the win. Well, she ends up dead. Oh. But (laughs) Dean kills her. Sam kills her. One of them kill her. Okay. All right. So remember, now we're going to talk about something serious. Okay, serious faces on. Serious faces on. But we got that, like, funny, lighthearted, you know, episode of Supernatural out of the way. Okay. So, we're going to talk about the persecution. The person, I cannot (laughs) speak. Why? Why? The persecution. No, you made me laugh at something that's not funny. (laughs) This is seriously, and get it together. (laughs) The persecution of witches. Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. So we've talked about the Salem witch trials in the Crucible episode that we did. Yes, yes. In which 150 people were accused of witchcraft and 18 were murdered. Correct. Okay. Okay. So, however, 200 years before that, okay, right, there's an event known as the witch craze that yeah. spread through Europe. Okay. Reaching its zenith in 1580 to 1630. And depending on what you read... I mean, the number is very vast, but I've read so many numbers that I'm just going to give a range between 30,000 to 300,000 people were murdered as witches. Whoa. Okay. Wrap your head around that number. I can't. 80% of them were women Hmm. and the majority were women over 40. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Germany comes in with the highest number. And my lovely Ireland with the lowest. Okay, so up to this point, beliefs in witchcraft were widely popular Mm -hmm. and the persecution of witches was not unheard of. But taking care of witches at this time was left up to the ecclesiastical courts, meaning 
the church. Okay. Okay. Whose influence did not really go beyond the church. Gotcha. However, if you were considered a heretic, the jurisdiction then fell to the secular courts, meaning regular courts. Okay. And a heretic is somebody that commits acts against God. Okay. Right? Yes. So then what happened to make the witch craze spread like wildfire? Yeah, I'm wondering. So it's a perfect storm, really. Um, There was a huge amount of religious turmoil in what was known as the Reformation, the invention of the printing press in 1450, and the publication of a manual called the Malleus Maleficarum. Which, of course, we said was the title of that of our, episode of our supernatural okay, I episode. See, I see how you got here. See how I got there. Okay. So, what is the Malleus Maleficarum? Please tell me. Okay. Although not the first, it is arguably the most infamous medieval manual, focusing on identifying, characterizing, and eliminating witchcraft. Okay. All right. So, written in 1486 by Heinrich. Kramer and Jacob Springer. They were inquisitors for the Catholic Church and were given explicit endorsement by Pope Innocent VIII, who gave them the authority to combat the scourge of witchcraft and immorality. Okay. So the first publication of the Malleus Maleficarum was in Germany in 1487, and though it was eventually banned by the Vatican, it remained popular, selling out over 30 editions throughout the 200 years that it remained in print. The fuck? One of the last translations of this was in 2009. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to keep my cool. Okay, keep your cool. So some argue that Springer had very little to do with it at all, and the majority of the focus was on Heinrich Kramer, who was considered a loose cannon, and by many... Um, actually causing him to be denounced in 1490 by the Inquisition. So he was not right. Not a, you know not I mean? a nice dude. But yet this manual continued to be... To live on. To be, yes, to be used. Way to go, my guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So malleus means hammer. Okay. And maleficarum means harmful magic. So malleus maleficarum, often referred to as the witch's hammer or hammer of the witches. Okay. Okay. It redefined the definition of what a witch was. Okay. Okay. Intending to hammer out the practice of witchcraft and sorcery. Labeling witches as heretics. So that's where it shifts Uh, from the church mm -hmm. to the state. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So big difference there. Yikes. All right. So there's a term called strixology. Follow with me here. Okay. It is a genre of writing which details the origins, dangers, and powers of witches and witchcraft specifically. There's a whole term for that? Called Strixology. Okay. And it's usually seen in tandem with theological doctrine. Okay. Okay. So the Malleus Maleficarum was written to prove that witchcraft was evil. Okay. Okay. Yep. The book was comprised of three sections. You ready for this? Three whole sections. Give them to me. Three whole sections. All right. The first one provides theoretical and theological arguments for the reality of witchcraft. 
Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. To disprove and silence the skeptics of witchcraft and claim that if you did not believe in witches, that you were basically a heretic yourself. Oh, great. So okay. basically, even if you were like, no, that's ridiculous, they're like, yeah, sure, we believe in that. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be gonna get tried as a heretic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the antithesis, they believed that witches were the antithesis of religion. Heretics, right? Right, right. Um, they believed that they had carnal relations with the devil and sacrificed children. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. The second part of the book shows that the harm done by winch- witches, winches, <laughs> winches, winches. <laughs> what was that laugh? I just, did you hear that? That was an uncomfortable laugh. I literally sounded like that guy from Family Guy. <laughs> Ew, go oh back. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So did, did you get that? Can we you show, say it okay, again? Okay, so the second part is to actually show the harm that witches can do, such as um, specific acts, ruination of crops and cattle, um, discussing a wide range of spells and sorcery, and my personal favorite, oh, no. making men's penises disappear. <laughs> what? Okay. Oddly this specific. Is, this is written in the book. Okay. Okay. The third chapter, the third part of the book, provides instructions and guidelines for classifying and identifying witches. Oh, this is so bad. It is okay. a literal manual on how to investigate, arrest, and persecute witches. Oh, boy. It tells you how to take testimony, questioning suspects, and torture including detailed instruction on when to use a red-hot iron during prosecution, how to shave the body to search for tokens and amulets, which are surely to be hidden. Uh, They do a thorough cavity search because this is a sure sign that you're a witch. Right? Okay. The identity of the accuser can be withheld from the suspected witch. Nice. Nice. And judges are allowed to lie to the accused and promise immunity if they confess. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the authors justified their brutal tactics as necessary to protect the pious and innocent from the danger of the devil. Who the hell are these two fucking dudes? Right. Exactly. Like, literally, who are you? Well, obviously, a loose cannon and... <laughs> and some random guy. Some rando guy. Okay. Well, it said that a lot of the... Um, the validity of this text came because they had good reputations within the Who fucking cares? The community, right? I'm getting heated. You're getting heated. I'm getting, I'm getting Joe Pesci-esque. <laughs> You're getting Joe Pesci-esque, and it's not going to get better. <laughs> My it's Pesci's not, coming out. It's not going to get better, girl. Oh, no. All right, so here's the rub. The victims, as we stated, were mainly women, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So misogyny figures very prominently in the Malleus Maleficarum. The central role of the text brings in the moral failings of women as the cause. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here are some of the things. Oh, no, Mom. Okay. Here are some of the things. Okay. All witchcraft comes from carnal lust, which is insatiable in women. And that's why more women are affected than men. And it's called the heresy of witches, not wizards. Okay, so even though they say throughout the witch trials, men were also included, mm-hmm. very rarely were they ever. It was very 
clearly targeted at women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. And the name Malleus Maleficarum is actually feminine. Okay. Okay. Um, Otherwise, it would be Maleficorum, which Mm. would be used to um, encompass men and women. Okay. So it's specifically feminine. Okay. Um, Here's some of women's inherent failings. (laughs) Please let me know. (laughs) I must know where I've gone wrong. So I want you to look at this and think now, are they actually talking witches or they're just talking women? They're just talking women. They're just talking women. All right. Sexual temptation. Great. Warped minds. Mm -hmm. Their refusal to be governed. Made them them have warped minds. Nice. They're faithless. They have weak memories. Mm -hmm. Deficient will. They are passionate toward violent love and hate. Okay. Natural born liars. Proud, vain. Their hearts are ruled by malice. They have loose tongues, which makes them willing targets for the devil. Mm-hmm. 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 After the publication of the Malleus Maleficarum, this all became accepted as fact. Okay. Let me Who get the fuck pissed in this dude's Cheerios and you are going to just come out? You can go back out. and read about that. There's, <sighs> there is a, like, he, Yeah. I could have spent weeks researching this. There's so much stuff. So I'm giving you the, I encourage you to go read on this. Yeah. Um, So after the publication of the Malleus Maleficarum, this all became accepted as fact. So it is no surprise that the first women accused of witchcraft were those demonized by what they called a poisonous attitude, meaning they had strong personalities that were known to defy the conventions by overstepping the lines of proper female decorum. Oh, I would have been so fucked. <laughs> this is where the magical castration comes in. Okay. Because if a woman usurps a man or doesn't listen or fall in line to a man, then she must have made his penis disappear. Ah. Uh, right? I see, I see. Okay. Yes, yes. And the inquisitors were keen on eliciting confessions of these witches' sexual secrets. Of course. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. According to the Malleus Maleficarum, the only way a woman can avoid succumbing to her passions and becoming a witch was to embrace a life of chastity in a convent. But this was only open to the spiritual few, meaning that the majority of women were doomed to become witches who could not be redeemed, and the only recourse was to weed them out and exterminate them. So then jump 200 years ahead to the Salem witch trials where there is evidence that the Malleus Maleficarum jumped the pond and had sway over those trials as well. Okay. Um, And it really has been a lifelong attitude towards women if you look historically. Mm -hmm. So as recently as the 1970s, feminist neo-pagan authors attempt to dive into the witch trials for Mm -hmm. research. And the only manual readily available is the Malleus Maleficarum. So these authors naively believe that this is an accurate portrayal of the witch trials and then come to find, like, what is this shit? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're completely shocked. So I encourage you to read more about this. I mean, there is so much information out there, but this is, like, bullshit. I did not know a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're looking at, and I mean, you kind of talked about it the other day Mm -hmm. when you were talking about taking back the power. I mean, it really... 
So it's really disturbing, actually. Yeah, I would say so. And it really does um, explain a lot about the attitudes, you know, patriarchal society, the mm. attitude towards women, yeah. the, you know, women's suffrage, the whole thing throughout history, how that has Just kind the of... Attitu- attitude towards anyone who is not a cis white man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just mm-hmm. fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, the just... A random dude was just like, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. fucking write this. Yeah. And I'm the no all be all on <sighs> um, prosecuting or persecuting witches. I know everything. Tight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, more, you're way, really, to, way to bring it down, man. You really went from a fun supernatural episode <laughs> to something that's going to make me lose sleep and I'm going to be upset for days and well, weeks and I months. I knew I wanted to cover the Malleus Maleficarum for some time. Yeah. Um. But it's a really heavy topic. So why do you think that episode was called that? So I was wondering that because it's titled The Malleus Maleficarum, but they do not mention it anywhere in it. And it's kind of derogatory. You know, so when I go back, you know, like when he's saying burn, witch, burn, and I hate witches. And I'm wondering if that was purposeful because, you know, sometimes the Dean character is a little harsh. He's harsh and a little... Ignorant. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't want to. But so I, I'm wondering if it was on purpose. Interesting. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. Wow. So I do <laughs> encourage you to, you know, look into this and read more about it because it is. I don't know if a lot of people know that. No. At the, least my people my age the know Mellies about Mellies this. Yeah. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Um, you know, I knew I have been well aware I actually had a copy of this oh, and God. I don't know where it went to. Um, but I did not know all of this, you right. know, when you start del- delving in and there's so much more, um, you know, it's just so much to squeeze into like a 30 minute segment, but I encourage you to go on your own and read into this. And uh, I think most people specifically, um, I mean, I just think most people think, oh, the witch trials of Salem. And, and that's, that's it. And that's it. Right. But when you think about it, and I've known for a long time because I have that book, Witch Craze, that I read probably 20 years ago. Yeah. That kind of put it into perspective that it really was a huge, almost genocide of women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the reason that the numbers are so skewed is because they just dumped these people. There mm-hmm. were no headstones, no markers. There was no, you know, they didn't write it down. And so they're saying that they can, you know, definitely know this many, but there were so many that were just, psh, wow. you know, yeah. wiped out and not accounted for. And so that's why the numbers are... 30,000 and some say 300,000. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, what the hell? And I mean, when you think about it, and this is definitely what I want people to think about, this is definitely what I want. And again, this is nothing against men. We love no, men. No, no, no. We are not trying to man bash or anything. But as a woman, you, I mean, this is what you really need to think about and, you know, just be aware of. For sure. Right. Um, you know, it's important. It's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, there wasn't enough uh, San Juan seltzer for that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. I know, right? That's what's like, this is a heavy topic. <laughs> My bus is gone. 
Where'd it go? It disappeared. Oh, no. I know, right? No, yeah. that's very important. And I'm glad that you Yeah, that it you is about it that. is very important. And again, like I said, I think most people think, you know, Salem witch trials, that's it. And well, I'm really glad you brought it up in this context too. Like we love supernatural, mm-hmm. but that's interesting that they would use such a weighted Topic. Topic as like such a silly title Mm -hmm. and just kind of like flippantly. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's very important and that's very serious. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is very serious. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, serious topic. Thank you for that. Yeah. As always, you're just the truth slapper that I need. Check it out, girls. Yeah. I'm going to get another. (laughs) I'm going to get another seltz. That was a doozy. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But important and needed Very to be, important. Needed to be uh, brought, brought yes. up. Yes. Hey, go learn about this because it's important. But then if you need to pick me up, Google Nicolas Cage with the bee mask on <laughs> and that'll lift you right back up. Here you go. <laughs> Not there you the bees. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that my topic was like. Mm-hmm. The feminine power, yep. and then yours. We never do this on. It, no, it's never done no. on purpose. No, and like I said, I've never seen the Wicker Man, so I didn't know anything yeah. about it, and you didn't know really what the Malleus Maleficarum was. So. No, and it's interesting that the remake won because it was very like feminine power mm-hmm. heavy, and then mm-hmm. this was your topic. That's just everything. Kind of mm-hmm. is just simpatico. Wow, mm-hmm. I yeah, that was very important, Laura. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, on that note, hopefully next week we will not <laughs> hit you with that. <laughs> uh, it's time for killer quotes of the week. All right, let's do it. All right. Once again, I am following your very serious, important topic with something ridiculous. Are you? Yes. My killer quote of the week is, killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey, (laughs) which is what Nicolas Cage says as they are breaking his legs and dragging him into the Wicker Man statue. Oh, my gosh. That's what he had to say about that? That's what he had to say. He's like, not the bees. It's not going to bring back your fucking honey. Oh, no. It It was kind of bad. But oh my! Poor Nicholas in, in, in the Nicholas Cage voice. Yes, exactly. Oh my! All right. So my killer quote. I don't really have one because I was so enmeshed in this serious topic. But I'm just gonna go with my dean, where he says, "I think we can handle a couple kitchen witches," because I think that's hilarious. That is hilarious, and they act like us kitchen witches are wimpy. <laughs> Not. I will kick your ass with my fucking whisk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And my magical crab. Fuck you. We can. (laughs) I was just going to say, we can whip you up a delectable treat that will have you on the commode for days. expect you to say something about that. That's there you hilarious. Go. <laughs> Nailed it. Not that we would ever do that because we wouldn't. She's like, wink, but we wink. could. No, we could if we wanted to, but we won't. But we could. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. 
All right. <sighs> All right, everyone. We love you. Thank yes. you for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See you next week. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. <laughs>